Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Rogue Retro Smackdown Hello. review. Here on the Rogue Opinions Podcast and Feed. It's the Go Home episode for SummerSlam 2000. But, but I am home. Yes, you are home. And now, we, and now Smackdown has gone home for SummerSlam. Ah, cool. Cool. It is cool. This episode is also a little bit cool, but SummerSlam will be even cooler. Yeah, it will. It will. What's also yeah. cool is that you're listening to the Rogue Opinions podcast feed and the Rogue Rich Smackdown review hosted by myself, Scott McLeod. I know, right? It's awesome. And Paul Brown is also here. He is my co-host. Hello. Hello. Oh. How are you today, Scott? I'm alright, you know. You I'd... still fighting the good fight for your healthiness? See, I'm fighting the good fight. It makes it sound like I'm struggling with some sort of condition. You're really, really over... Or estimating no, I'm, it. I'm, I'm just trying to make it sound more than it is, make it sound even more grandiose than it is. Yeah, just reading it in on the grandiose thing. I'm not fighting anything, I'm just trying to cut down on my calories. Fighting, fighting a good fight against laziness and dumminess. Yes, it's hard because I am, at my core, a very lazy person. At your core, you are a lazy dummy. I am a lazy, greedy bastard. And it's uh, hard. Oh no, it was even harder the other day, like I've been dealing with work, I don't want to get too much into my work, you know, but I've been dealing with some deadlines, but I'll have, I'm going to have all it done by Friday, because we're recording this before Elimination Chamber. Yes we are. But I'll be spending time with my brother, we're going to go see a film, we're going to go see Ant-Man. Uh, it was funny, when I get to the two the two films, then we're going to talk about the number one in the UK, number one in the US, one of those films is directed by Peyton Reed, who also directs this Ant-Man film I'm going to go see, which is quite funny I think. But anyway, we're going to go see Ant-Man and then we're going to go see, uh, we're going to go back to and watch Animation Chamber. So I've been doing good recently, but this Saturday is my, basically my, I'm going to cheat on what, all the healthiness I've been doing. Eat, eat very unhealthy and start again back where I was on Monday. He's going to eat cake and get pissed. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe the cake part. But, you know. Okay, you eat cake and I'll get pissed. You do that in your own time. I will, I will. Basically, it's like, he's like, okay, I had my cheat day, I've cheated on my day on my weekend, fuck it, I'll start Monday, start again Monday. It's a redo, man, it's a yeah. do-over, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. And also, can I say in regards to the Elimination Chamber? Sammy, 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 Sammy. Hells yeah, man, hells, hell's yeah. to the yeah. But, what I was meaning was, also, I've been trying to eat healthier, like, little things, like, during the day, like, only eating a little bit of, like, sugar or, or chocolate in the evening time. When I'm drinking visit juice, it's only like stuff like iron bread extra and all that, and then try to eat healthier stuff, more fruit and that, and more like brown bread or 50 50 bread eat, eat during, like the, the, during eat the day. Like, like Marjorie Dawes tell you to eat in Little Britain. <laughs> if you only eat half the cake, then you can eat a lot more of it. Yeah. Only eat half, or, you know, just have dust. <laughs> I do not want dust. No, no, dust, no, dust, little bit of dust, no, dust. No. <laughs> The thing I was trying to get to is also I've been I've been good. No, I went to I had to go into the office for the first time in ages, because uh, I've been working from home a lot. So I went in. I brought my lunch with me. I had two rolls and cheese and ham on brown bread rolls, right? With a wee bit of fruit and some this big bottle of water I bought with me. A wee, be, bit, a wee bit of fruit, so not a watermelon or nothing. No, no, just a wee tub with some grapes in it. Oh, they're good, red. Then. Red ones, not green ones. I prefer the red ones. Red ones are better. Red ones are the bestest. But, uh, but basically, my whole point was, there was a guy sitting across me, his name's Harry. Maybe I shouldn't say his name, but... Hello, Harry. He knows what he did. He, I doubt he listened to this. He doesn't come across as a wrestling fan from my conversation with him. I never brought wrestling up to him, but he just doesn't seem like... a Fraser fan. Who knows? But, when well, yeah, he gets up at one point, just before I take myself in, he goes out for his lunch. And he comes <laughs> back, and you know what he does? 
comes in, sets this big fucking McDonald's bag right down on his desk, which is right across from mine's. Fucking quarter or pounder fries, this beef chicken selects. I can just smell wafting over in my section after I finish my fruit. And I made sure to know how much of a bastard I think he is for doing this to me. Still selects, right? No. But I was just looking at him like you. Well, you said, I'm trying to do this bulk up thing. I'm fucking bulk up. I'm trying to cut down, so fucking take your McDonald's away from me, you temptress. You vile bulking up temptress. (laughs) Away, you and your McDonald's. Away, Mickey's thing. Yes. Well, yeah, I've been trying to lose a bit of weight recently. That's my main thing. I don't know. Try. I'm not. Mm, no, no, I'm not. No? No, I don't have to. Well, you're always moaning at me about, your, about an ideal size you're trying to get down to. I know, but I... uh, according to my mother and Brian, my ideal size would probably not be very healthy. I, well, I, well, I've told you that before. My ideal size is waif-like, you know, and it's not healthy for a person of my height. Your, your ideal size is Maris, basically. Yeah, from you've described yeah, it. that's my ideal size, Maris. A size so... so unachievable that you could even cast a woman to play a marathon by yes, the that, point of the that show. would be my ideal size but being realistic I mean I'm happily being Lilith sized mm. you know yeah. happily yeah it's not too bad yeah maybe less small uh, no, 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 dust no. <laughs> enough for the dust what's so, it no dust no dust no dust well other than that you know Although you're not trying to lose weight, but how have you been in yourself since you asked me? Since you're so I curious. I have been no bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've been no bad at all. I've been enjoying uh, my usual peeps I enjoy on YouTube. Uh-huh. I, I, I find it hard to say I've been enjoying this programme, you know what I mean? Because, yeah. I mean, your general watching of television nowadays is either Netflix or YouTube. Mm-hmm. That is a general demographic. We are in the demographic of YouTube and Netflix watchers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I did, well, I did finally see Megan. Oh, yeah, I've not had a chance to see it. I've seen it. Mm. It's no bad. Mm. It's no great. It's no bad. Fair Aye. It's no pish. No. It's no bad at all. Could be better, could be more violent. Yeah. It's no bad. It's better than, better than some horror films that probably would have been released over in that same spot that people uh, were worried aye. about. Aye, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. That's no. good. It's no, it's no. I didn't, I didn't see any wokeness in it. So it was, it was. I mean, on that note alone, it's fantastic. Well, there you go. <laughs> there is no woke agenda, pish. And I did see something on my YouTube pages where you hear uh, Steven Spielberg talking to Tom Cruise uh-huh. after Top Gun Maverick had come out. Mm-hmm. And he's overheard saying to Tom Cruise, you saved Hollywood. Because, well, Top Gun Maverick, biggest grossing thing of the past year. Yeah. Everything else, crap. Well, no, I wouldn't say saved Hollywood, I mean, but like, I mean, I did, I did, I haven't watched it yet, but like, I think it was a case of, you know, it was a case of, oh, you surprised everybody by being a sequel to a film that came out years ago, which, unlike other films that wait years for a sequel, wasn't shit. Yeah, it was apparently very good. Yeah. Now, I, I am not the person to talk to about that, because I didn't like the original Top Gun anyway. I didn't, it wasn't my type of film. Yeah. You know? And plus, most of the time, I think Tom Cruise is a wanker. Apart from, like, in gritty films, you know, like, like I think 
one of my favourite films of his, The Firm. Mm. But that has a lot to do with the fact that Gene Hackman's in it. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, come on, Hackman. <laughs> there is nothing that man could do wrong. Yeah. Long may he enjoy his retirement. Mm-hmm. But no, Hackman. I've had a, I've had, I have that film Collateral on my, it's been on my, my, my Netflix watch list yeah. for ages and I've still not watched it. No, I, know I, it's direct, I know that it's like Michael Mann who did the, like Manhunter and, and Heat and things like that. Nice. So I know it's probably going to be good enough they've got him and Jamie Foxx. Manhunter, I'll grant you, he, he's garbage. I've oh, seen Heat. Oh, I've not seen that either. Yeah. It's what I, I was so disappointed when I seen it and I don't want to be the one, like, I don't want to be colouring your view on it. No, no, no. Just fair. in a personal viewpoint, it was one of those where everyone would be saying, oh, Heat, classic. I've seen it and I went, that's it? Mm-hmm. That's garbage. <laughs> You take all these great actors and you make a shite film, it's shite, come on, it's garbage. Yeah. Isn't it? You know the way Brian describes the Blair Witch and Family Guy? Yeah. You know, nothing's happening, nothing's really happening, nothing is really happening, it's done. Mm-hmm. That's how I've seen Heat. Yeah. Now, maybe I am not getting the nuance of the film or whatever, but it's just crap to me. Yeah. You know. I was annoyed that Brian bought it. <laughs> Less annoyed because I was not the one that had bought it. Mm-hmm. But I was still annoyed that he wasted his money on it. Mm. A better film? Uh, Enemy, of, Enemy of the State. Yeah, Will Smith and Gene Hackman. That movie is fucking fantastic. Yeah. That's two Gene Hackman films you've said in a row. Okay. Payback. Mel Gibson movie. Fucking fantastic. Ransom, Gibson movie, fucking fantastic. Conspiracy Theory, mm-hmm. Gibson movie, with Patrick Stewart in it, and Julia Roberts. Fucking fantastic. The simple point of my story is, Gibson's money. <laughs> why, why did why did me just casually mentioning that you mentioned two films that are with Gene Hackman, it's only taking on a Mel Gibson route? No, I wanted to take it away from Hackman. Just, uh, I just thought the best route from Hackman was Gibson. I uh, I, was, I can't remember the name of the film. I can't remember how much if I liked it or not. I think I enjoyed it one at the time, but I can't remember the name of it. It's got Gene Hackman in it, and uh, Chris O'Donnell is in it as well. He played mostly Robin in the Doctor Marker films. Or basically, he plays a young lawyer who's charged with def- like taking charge of uh, <coughs> like Gene Hackman's on death row, and he's doing this appeal case. Mm-hmm. But he was, but he is obviously a horrible guy. Like he's a like he criminal. He's a criminal. He's like an anti-Semite. He's a racist. He's all these kind of things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, all these people are kind of looking forward to seeing him get his justice out and get put to death. But he's doing this appeal case, and Crystal Dawes, the young lawyer who's been basically like, given these cases, is given, a young up and comer. Yeah, basically, he's been given. He's basically a handle in his his appeal. I won't spoil it, but. I need to. I need to find this film. It would help if I could remember the name of it, but I'll look it up. The later. trick is, you look up Chris O'Donnell, mm-hmm. and you find his filmography on Wikipedia, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you look up Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. If you find a match to Chris O'Donnell's, then you got your movie. It's hardly fucking Sherlock Holmes even thinking there, Paul. But you know, I know, I know, but it'll work, won't it? It's just you like, don't. You don't need to go insane and do. All kinds of Sherlock Holmesy type style investigation to find your film. I know you, you but you said it as if it's a programming as if I didn't think of that. <laughs> but you did mention it. I didn't have to mention it, it doesn't mean I hadn't thought of it. But you didn't mention it. 
Who else is the third Retro Smackdown in as many weeks that we've opened it, spend the majority <laughs> of it talking about movies? I know, I know. I'll continue on. Number one movie in the UK in this week in 2000 is still X-Men. Woo woo! Number one movie in the US is Bring It On, a film directed, a comedy film, high school comedy film about cheerleaders uh, starring Kristen, Dun- Kristen Dunst. <laughs> Directed by Peyton Reed. <laughs> There's nothing comical about that film. I've seen it. It's horrible. <laughs> it, uh, I will never ever get that time in my life back. I, mean, I looked. I looked up this film, and then I found out that apparently it has six, six direct-to-video sequels. Six, six of them. Six of them. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me. If I may. Jesus, criminy Christmas. None of which contained any of the original cast members. Oh, point of course not. We knew better. I mean, the first one came in 2004, but I think Kristen Dunst is in the fucking Tom McGuire Spire, my loves. She's got better things to do. She already had better things to do. I mean, she was in fucking Interview with a Vampire when she was a kid. Oh, yeah, there was that. But anyway, there was, there was 2004's Bring It On Again, which is the only one to share producers with the original. There was Bring It On All or Nothing from 2006. Bring It On In It To Win It 2007. Bring It On... Fight to the finish, 2009. <sighs> Bring it on, Worldwide Cheer Smack, 2017. And as recently as 2022, there was a TV film called Bring it on, Cheer or Die. Half of these sem- subtitles sound like shit subtitles for wrestling games, like Bring it on 3, know your role. Bring it on 3, here comes the pain. Might as well go down that route. You know that, that, you know that old adage of fucking, you know, squeezing the cash cow until it's dead? Yeah. Yeah, I think we. I think it died after the second or third one. I don't think there was that much cash after the first one, if I'm honest. I think we just fucking took it apart for parts. Pretty much. By that point, you know what I mean? That point, if it was a kid... Kirsten Dunst is sitting there on her high and mighty mansion with her actual movie money going, Yeah. <laughs> I was in the one of them that mattered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we talked about fucking the... How they stretched out Highlander with shitter and shitter sequels for the most part. Are you telling me the one with Edge in it was not the bestest? <laughs> I, oh, I haven't seen any of them, and um, I, I feel like I'm a better person for not having seen see any the of first them. one. Maybe see the second one. After that, you don't need to see anymore. I'll I'll Google the the scene with Edge and watch that. That's all I'll watch. Yeah, of that's Highlander all you need to watch. Like, what is it? Five seconds. He's on screen. And he doesn't pause during any of those five seconds. I know. Uh-huh. I know. I know. And I'm actually happy for that. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, everyone thought Edge and Christian were, you know, fun. I didn't find them fun. Not even one tiny little bit. Well, I do. That's where we differ. They were about as fun as a swollen testicle. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Or concussion, which they could give you with a concerto. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I think the worst you could actually have from that of you being technical is terrible tinnitus hmm. from hearing those chairs hit each other. Well, you didn't want them to actually hit each other uh, that hard well, with chairs. No. I'm just saying, like, yeah, like if, you're, if you are being realistic, Scott. I know. I know. <laughs> well, tinnitus is probably nothing, not really ideal either. It's not. It's not fun. I have it occasionally. Hmm. But that, that is my own fault. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no gigs. fucking around with me at gigs. I go stand next to the stack speakers. I need to have the music vibrate my soul. <laughs> it's important, you know. You need to you need to not just feel the music in a faggy emotional sense. You need to feel it 
<laughs> you know, you need to feel it to the point where your ears might bleed. You know, it's fun. Really is fun. Yeah. Yeah. If you allow me to talk about Raw, because God, is there a lot that happened on on Raw here to build into SummerSlam. Uh, you, not just the main event, but other stuff. You talk about Raw, I'll drink this can. Okay. <laughs> so, The Rock opens Raw with and his classic look, I, I've described it as, ugly shirt that probably costs way too much money that he wears without buttoning it up, so shirt that just opens just to... Look how ripped I am, I'm the rock. Doesn't he button it just a little bit? So no, not, not, not on Roy. Not on Roy, I didn't know. He's showing wow. off the full thing. Look at me, I'm the rock. I'll be in Hollywood in a few Look years. Look at me, my abs are not quite as impressive as Triple H's, but... Enjoy these abs, because hey. next year when the mummy comes out, you'll barely see anything, because I'll be a horrible CGI creature. Thing. Oh, he was the Scorpion King. He looked cool. He had scorpion legs. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. And he wasn't in much of the film. It was mostly all Brendan Fraser, which made it even more awesome. <laughs> because as an actor, he bows to Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Brendan Fraser is far superior to him. Anyway. And in his youth, damn, he was hunky. In his youth, he was a hunky man. Not so much now. Now he looks like a potato. <laughs> Uh, Rock comes out, they're in somewhere in Louisiana, I don't know, because I know they're in New Orleans for SmackDown, I don't know where New they Orleans. were. I don't know where they were for uh, Raw, but... Well, obviously they were somewhere else. <laughs> I'll behave, I'm sorry. How many of those have you had today? Not many. How if many you... to you is not many? Four. If you count the paint I had. Rock comes out, sucks up to the crowd, you know, local references that I didn't bother to note down. It's okay, no one cares. But he, but he ties into how much he wants to easily beat up Angle and Triple H says, I want to take his foot, turn around, shove it off Triple H's ass so far, it comes out of his mouth, comes out, he turns it sideways and sticks up Kurt Angle's ass. Which oh, is the rock and he's playing pal. And then Foley comes out, you know, Rock, I... I don't want to seem unpopular because I do believe that you have what it takes to retain your World Wrestling Federation Championship. But I don't want you to do anything rash because if you consider putting the title tonight, you can make rash decisions, titles can be lost, SummerSlam can be affected. So I don't know, care if it makes me an unpopular commissioner. Brock, I'm giving you the night off. <laughs> Heard booze for that. Boo. Then I go comes it with Shane Van and she goes, no, 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 Shane, uh, Kurt says, you know, Foley, what you did last week, uh, I was angry at you, but I realized, you know what, when you making one of us choose who's going to fight the Raw, made me feel like I wasn't wanted, but you realized it was a test. It was a test of my integrity. <laughs> Everybody knows integrity is one of my three eyes. And when I came back to help Triple H, I put my own, I put the needs of the group ahead of my own selfishness, because that is a show of true integrity. <laughs> And then he goes, I'm going to bring out my, my good friend, Triple H. And they're all buddy-buddy now. And like, mm. You know, Kurt, I was impressed what you did last week. Nothing makes somebody my friend quicker than watching them wrap a chair around the Rock's head. <laughs> and you know, Rock, I beat you on SmackDown first, Kurt. So tonight, I should get a shot at the WWF title. Mm. And I was like, oh no, don't worry. We'll have title matches tonight. We're going to have... Shane fighting for the hardcore tail. I don't forget <laughs> Stephanie's women's tail defense. But so what tonight, since you guys are so buddy, why don't we why don't we put the you two in a tag team match against, I don't know, the Acolytes. 
Also, he says, you know, this is important to defense. We need a fair, impartial referee. Who who could we possibly get? Oh, I know. The Rock. The Rock. The Rock is going to be the referee for her. I should mention, Triple H, the star Triple H promo was drowned out by a different chance of slut and asshole. <laughs> slut hole. Hmm. And then they start, they're all backstage arguing about what massive folks are like, okay, I go and, and Triple H's like, okay, we got our time, we got to focus on the heck They're like, no, no, guys, this is about me. I got to go in here, Steve Blackford, we got to focus on how I'm going to take him out. And they're like, excuse me, I'm the only one defending a tile here. We need to talk about me and Leah. And then they just pause for a second, I go and Triple H's turn their own week around. Okay, so tonight against the Acolytes, <laughs> as the other two just look like all offended. They have that match, they both have a weird spot where both of them get, take a turn and get beaten up by one member of the Acolyte and they quickly go, no, 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 tag out, tag out. No, no, don't hit me, no, hit him, tag. Basically, it comes to a quick end up, uh, he'll win with the fruit one for the Dominator, but uh, Triple H manages to save Kurt Angle and have a pedigree on for, for the win. But then Angle spends too much time celebrating, doing these all exaggerated. Ooh, I did it! And that trouble, and GR's got a kiss. Oh, God, you think he's won another Olympic gold medal? <laughs> and then they actually don't take too kindly that, so they start acting like sore losers and beat him up. Well, of course. Then Triple H goes to see Angle and says, nah, nah. And then Buggers off and he's backstage chatting with the very top and Stephanie and Angle's like, what the hell was that? You just left me out there. I was getting my butt kicked. And then he's like, excuse me, we won our match, didn't we? Now we're trying to work focus on Stephanie. You're not going to be selfish again, Kurt. You you care about Stephanie's match, don't you? <laughs> Basically turn around as if Angle's the one at fault here. Mm. So Shane, ahead of me, he's just trying to find any sort of advantage, trying to get any sort of help he can, because he knows, like, even he knows, there's fucking Steve Blackman here. I'm going to get battered. So he goes up to the Mean Street Posse. Hey, well... Two thirds, I don't know where Joey Abs buggered off to. But he's like, Pete, yes, like, Pete, yes, you've been hardcore champion twice. Rodney, well, I don't once. I can't believe that you, you would let Pete win it one more time than you. <laughs> and they're like, listen, you guys my hardcore champion? Like, Steve Lackman is right behind, right around that corner, right in the locker room. You gotta go take him out. And they will run out and immediately Duban looks up, gets knocked up, poof, poof, just starts taking them out. <laughs> and then just he's shaded, goes, you're next. <laughs> but no, you get. He gets fucking well, the Baldo wait, bomb. Wait, 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 okay, wait, wait, okay, wait, wait. Okay. You only saw a bit of it on SmackDown. You okay, saw, I, w- you, I won't rage. You won't. You only saw a bit of it. They made Blackman look good in defeat here, even though even it was to Shane McMahon. Okay, okay. Just, just wait to where I, I, get to I, I will listen because I'm like, how can you look good losing to Shane O'Mac? Well, I'll tell you. Tell you. Go yeah. on then. But then there was a bit where right, it's right before Cody commercial and Trish is there and Shane goes. Basically, takes her side, can't talk to you about something, bugger no. And then he goes, Well, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, but the Harker tile is next. Face the black, face back up. We black was walking through the backstage area, we talk about when he's assaulted by tests. So obviously, he was inquiring about the services of TNA, as in Tess and Albert. So Tess starts beating up a black when they go through the crowd. Tess holds his own until they get back where. There's a point where he goes for the elbow drop, but Blackman grabs a bin and just throws it at him. <laughs> so he lands crotch on his testicles. I don't mean his fans. Uh, and then Albert comes out, they both start beating up a little bit, but now we joke about all oh, these hardcore matches always at some point they bring out the, the fire extinguisher. They did something different with the fire extinguisher where they have Blackman in the corner, Tess has the fire extinguisher right before he pulls the pin, Blackman kicks his hand so then it shoots, turns sideways 
and shoots Albert in the face. <laughs> so he starts spending those, those two guys. And then Edge and Christian come and they start beating down Blackman. But then they stand around too long. So Blackman starts sweeping the legs. Mm. So he's taking on four guys. This point, like uh, an action, like a martial arts hero at the end of the film, all these guys coming out and he's fending them off. It's because he is a martial arts god. So he's, he's fending all these guys off, but his back's turned. So obviously he's taking hits from everybody, but he's killing back. So he keeps, and that allows Shane to whack him in the back with a kendo stick. And obviously he's already fought four guys and he, t- he was taken by surprise. So basically, yes, Shane won, but it's only after Blackman bravely, bravely kicked fit, the fuck out of four people, fended off four other guys. So what you mean is Shane done. Fuck all. Yes. Hit him with a candlestick when he was already weak. Yes. And beat him. Very fitting for the Shane character. Yeah, A snivelling little, fat-faced little cunt. Yes. Fuck you, Shane McMahon. <laughs> and then then he, and now. Then he... Then, now, forever. McMahon. Cunt. Then. Now. now forever. forever. Cunt. But then he's back to age chatting with Edge. He goes, I did it, I did it. Like they hold him up on his shoulders as if it's some great victory, obviously, for their big insult, for insulting the wounds or whatever you yeah. want to say. And then, she, and then Paul goes, Oh, that was, that was great. But you know what? After such an effort out there, I think you and I both agree that Steve Blackman deserves a rematch at SummerSlam. And Shane has this real soul realization, like, like they may have got so lucky next thing, like, Me? Blackman? Her cartel? SummerSlam? And immediately lies in the floor yelling at Edge and Christian for one that pinned him because also 24 of them. Mm-hmm. And Edge and Christian like, uh, I don't know. What, what do you want it to? I know one of us could be double champs. And Foley's like, hey guys, I'm a, I'm a former WF official. Neither, both of you can be. You can be co-hardcore champs. Yeah, that's great. One, two, ah, one second. I never quite liked that 24 7 rule. So <laughs> 24 7 rules are suspended until some, until after SummerSlam. So. You and Blackman and Thomas left. Have a nice day. <laughs> so basically, he can't really like get someone else to pin him. Like he has to take the hardcore belt into SummerSlam mm-hmm. and fight Blackman. Also, as a punishment for getting involved in the match, Asian uh, Christian get forced to defend their tag belts and then prop to match against Road Dog and X Pac. Yeah, I seen how that went. Yeah, where basically the least came out. They were trying to set up tables. There was a bit of a DQ there and. They went through the same to me to you thing that they did on SmackDown with we done the Triple Brothers thing. Yeah, very much. But then so then there's the table there on the outside that Dully's up earlier on and they're arguing and then like Road Dog shoves Xbox Airbook kind of shoves him back not realising there's a table there and he goes to the table and he's like I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. <laughs> oh no. Such a such a weak little tap he um, gave him too. It was like <laughs> Oh, oh, I have fallen through the table. Oh, no. Oh, the indignity. And Park's like, oh, no, I have pushed you through the table. Oh, no. <laughs> they announced on commentary during the match that, you know, as a result of this whole them getting each other's face and this friendly rivalry thing that they've already booked the match. So SummerSlam, it's Xbox versus Road Dog. Mm. Uh, we'll get back to them later on, but... Uh, Stephanie and Triple H now they're having the whole thing oh you, where Stephanie had the thing for Triple H oh you still trust the so show me some so then Triple H tries to show her some more like, he tries to show like, the Phil Nelson and everything and Angle's critiquing him like that's not how you do it like, hey, I'm an Olympic gold medal, medal winning wrestler yeah as an amateur I'm a four time world wrestling federation champion <laughs> and then he's like hey, maybe Kurt can show me some it's like alright I'm going to be on the other side of that door so no funny business mm. and he's showing her like some like Olympic moves and then then the thing is, is that same happened before the hardcore match, and then so after all that happens, then Trouble comes back in, and like, oh right, that's not because he's got her like going, she's lifting her from behind off the ground, like that's that's quite enough. 
Oh, I've just shown her some moves. Yeah, you've been showing her some moves for 30 minutes. I think that's quite enough. <laughs> you've shown her enough. And then they have the... Showed her enough moves, you have what So, you have the match. Main event of Raw is Lita versus Stephanie for the women's title. Huzzah! So what, uh... WWE telling you that the first main event of Raw was Trish versus Steph- first versus Lita in 2004 is actually incorrect. It was this. Yes, it was. <laughs> Although I had a quiz once uh, during lockdown, like mm-hmm. the early days of lockdown, so I was doing the rest of one, where when all was the first women main event of Raw of the 21st century, I went, oh, obviously, Lita v. Stephanie McMahon, because everyone will think Lita v. Trish, but no, it was Lita v. Stephanie McMahon, like, yeah. and they said, Lita v. Trish, like, no, not this. And so one of the guy, the guy running the quizzes, I don't know, and some one or two other people will try to agree with them, like, you know, I think it's good so I wouldn't get the points because people don't like doing wrestling quizzes with me. I, I, don't, I don't mind. I mean, I lose a lot of the time and I still get the John Nord question to hold over you until the end of time. Because no one gives a fuck about John Nord except you. You still do, though. I bet it I still don't. eats at you. I don't. I bet you lie awake at night and you're going, fucking ass, <laughs> fucking ass. Fuck John Nord, but damn it! Oh no, 2000 isn't, isn't 20... 2000's still technically 20th century. I'm like, no it fucking isn't! If you ask anyone, they'll no, it's say... not! I know, you ask when does the 21st century start? They'll say the year 2000. New year, new millennium, new fucking century! Yeah! Sick! I know. Cunts. So I got screwed out of that one. I still won that quiz, but it was an extra point. I was. I, screwed. I believe you, man. I was screwed out of that one. But anyway, we have the... The, the Rock, he's keeping an eye on on Angle and Triple H because Angle does this chat. They were going by allowing Triple H to pull trip up Leah because also she's getting the best of Stephanie. Well, Leah has a DD. Co- color me surprised. Leah, Trish hits. Uh, no, Stephanie hits a DDT. Sorry, I'm talking about that other Leah match. I'm getting all confused. <laughs> I don't know who I'm talking about. Leah, Trish, Stephanie, who am I talking about? Where am I? <laughs> who am I? Who are you? Are those my feet? Are those my feet? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Don't tell me I'm still on that freaking podcast. So, podcast. I remember. I remember. Gobshite. <laughs> that would be an ecumenical, yes. But <laughs> Stephanie hits a DDT and fucking hell girl or acts like she's fucking cheating the snake robbers, but... Speaking of gobshites, Angle grabs Leah's leg when she tries to go up to the top there with salt. But Arok catches him like, oh, you stop him. <laughs> and he also tries to give her the... The Hardys also come down for a bit of a brawl with, with Triple H and, and Angle. <laughs> you expect nothing less. Which makes me think, if you want to carry this over, why don't you put the Hardys against uh, Triple H and Angle earlier on? Because that's not in the script. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then Angle tries to hand the women's belt over to Stephanie use the weapon. Rock catches him. And then Rock just throws Angle and starts trying to batter him. Mm. And then Triple H comes and they start beating up the Rock. And who's a joke about how the how who seriously WWE takes a title belt depends on how seriously a bump you take when you're hit with it. If you're hit with a world title, even the IC belt, you're down for the count. If it's a lower card belt, they don't care about it. It barely affects you sometimes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Or if it's a woman hitting a man with a woman's title, it has no effect. If it's a woman hitting another woman with a woman's title, it's knockout. It's, I use the quotation marks here, but the... Weight of a belt pretty much yes. determines the severity of the damage. But then, as I said, it goes to showing it goes to show well how giving Triple H can be in the year two thousand. Because even he puts over the one's belt because he holds up the rock and Angle goes to hit the rock with the one's belt. Rock ducks. Triple H gets hit with the one's belt. And Triple oh, yeah, H takes a bump. 
You know Triple H, he was always very favourable. He was never the sort of guy to think any belt was less than any other belt. If you yeah. were a champion, you were a fucking champion regardless. <laughs> then he hits a rock bombing angle. Stephanie gets his face. He tries to hit him with a wound's belt. Brock hits Stephanie with a spinebuster. Tells you, go up top. <laughs> Leah hits some insult. Rock counts it. We don't, sadly don't get any repeats of left in the rock because the referee is a one, two. It doesn't <laughs> matter if the rock counts to three. <laughs> so Leah wins. Would you really want that fucking alcoholic football hooligan winning the title? No. No. People, the guy who people were scared to be in the ring with because he couldn't operate properly? No. Yeah. And then all of that stuff is recapped at the start of this SmackDown. As then, we're in, as I said, we're in New Orleans and Stephanie comes out, comes down the ring in another shoddy looking ensemble. Yeah. She, she really didn't. She was she was a lot more intriguing and likable as a heel character than her fucking brother was. He was just a cunt yeah. mag. But she never seemed to know how to dress well. No. <laughs> you know, she always looked like she was dressed as an office temp. <laughs> you know? And then and ironically she got more of a position of authority. She looks like someone who's step who's stepping up in that particular organization, but still hasn't found their dress since. Yes, yes. Yeah. Now she's but, executive with bad fashion sense. Yeah, but she was always a lot more cooler than a shitty brother. Mm. Also, I hated the t-shirt she usually wrestles in, like that one SMH, but the Stephanie McMahon Helmsley in the teeniest writing know, you've ever know, seen in your life. Just plain white t-shirt. Did she have, like, when she was a sort of semi-active competitor, did she have t-shirts? Other than that one, I can't think of one. Yeah. I mean, there might be something out there. WWE makes t-shirts for everything nowadays, so there might have been a different man one. Yeah, I would assume, because that was at the high point of fucking WWE saturation, you know. I mean, I mean, there's been times where she's been on the poster for a, a wrestling pay-per-view, and they made merchandise around the a pay-per-view, which usually has whatever was on the, the, the poster for it, so she'd be featured if they made oh, t-shirts yeah, out yeah, of them. Yeah. Like, but in, in terms of her own merch, I can't think of much. Yeah. And I don't, I, you're probably right in the fact that not many people would want to own that shirt. Yeah. So, you know, she's cut out here for her promo. And you know how Wizard and their famous Chris song said, Let the bells ring out. Anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> Stephanie Man comes to the ring, which means let the slut chance ring out. I <laughs> know. It, she barely gets in the ring before they uh, start. I know. And she, she comes out with a little, like, little, oh, bless, wee sad face. She's like, like my whole life, everything I've ever er- gotten, I've worked for, I've earned everything. <laughs> and well, that was it. The minute she finished that sentence, it was like, so it, so it, so it, so it. Like, I held a woman's championship for four months. Four months, 25 days, 22 hours, and 47, 47 minutes. minutes. And then Gerald Law takes him and doing the, the pods. Who's coming? <laughs> but I do love how she specified that yeah, she's held that belt she won that ironically the go home smackdown for Wrestlemania 2000 she won that belt from Jacqueline with help from Tori and there the go home raw before SummerSlam she's finally I think it was so quick that I'm pretty sure the graphic before the triple threat which shows Stephanie beside Triple H still has her with the belt yeah. it was that quick a title change they hadn't quite fixed that bit no, they hadn't fixed that bit yet so, I remember that graphic so much, so I actually thought she wanted to lost it the night after SummerSlam. But no, but she no. lost it before SummerSlam. 
not sure how much I know, but yeah. Do I hurry out? Hurry out? Honor of She-Hulk. Now, now you know. I know it's half the battle. Hurrah. <laughs> uh, do I know how much Honor of She-Hulk the battle? You know, Mick Foley, the man my mother hired, <laughs> he felt it was fair to hire The Rock as an unbiased official, and now my championship is around the waist of that tattooed bimbo... I love the fans who are calling yeah, Bimbo like, no, how dare you talk that about well, yeah, us, the people who are chatting slut at you, not ten seconds earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and then out comes Crank who's like, you know, Steph, I agree with you. You know, I I I know how it means to how sad you must be to lose gold. You know, you know, these Olympic gold medals, I care about them the same way I would care about my own children. If I had any, that is. Did so, he at that point? Not this point, no. Yeah. If I had any. Also, these I think by this point these weren't his real medals. No, they were probably in a nice display case in his home. I apparently I learned this uh, from like Sam Preston actually, who my four goes and show there. You notice these are different from the belts. If you look back when he first gave you the bit in the medals, these were never very different because those things were his actual medals. Because supposedly he stopped bringing out his actual medals for appearances and for WAF shows because. He was at a signing, and his medals, they were, he put them in a bag that was next to the table, and some guy just kind of walked by and tried to take his bag with his medals in it. Motherfucker! Uh, oh, I hope it got stretched, is it? Basically stopped him, the guy basically tried to, I like, no, no, this is my bag, like, it's not your bag, my medals are in that bag, and I know they're probably not your gold medals. Yeah. So he's like, if any fly bastard tries to take my shit, at least my important shit is not going to be in the bag. Hey, right, so, hey, right, I think at that point, Kurt stopped bringing his actual medals to, to show us. A wise man, a wise man, yes. to, to uh, fight against the nefarious pickpocket and cunts. See, that's another I. Intelligence. Yes, intelligence. Yeah. Uh, the guy fucked up, he was showing that last eye, which is intensity. But, uh, oh, yes. You saw a bit uh, unfair, was well, Yeah. Calling The Rock an unbiased official is as asinine as a... Ugly yes, state like New Orleans having a team called the Saints. And like, you know, this cuts through more than your average bloody local sports team reference. Because before you can even say the word the Saints, there's a loud boo, like, how fucking dare you? Uh, don't talk about our team. Like, you, you remember that, that say, I think it was from like 2018 where Elias and Kevin Owens are in Seattle and they make a reference about their the team, local basketball team moving city and the crowd boo them so much they can't even continue on with their pro. They're just like, no. How dare you? Right, don't you talk about our team. Like, I'd be like going to Ibrox and try to talk about Celtic, you know what I mean? Like, well, actually, that might get you stabbed. Like, you know, we should blame the rock, you should blame me, but there's one other person at fault, and I'm sorry to say it, Debbie, but it's your husband, Triple H. Oof. If he hadn't been such a high head and got in my way, then this would have happened. In fact, if Triple H had been a better husband... Oh. Oh, I like, oh, and then literally as soon as Triple H's music I'm like oh here we go Triple H's coming he's ripping his aim sharp he's good he's goes, ready to fucking crack him he, he, he does crack him and the clerk goes flying <laughs> <at> the <other laughs> he's face. like you motherfucker I'll fucking and then and out comes Mick Foley trying to tell him like, you know Stephanie I didn't think about The Rock having an agenda when I signed him to be official for your women's title match <laughs> but with the power of hindsight I can see why that may be the case Captain Hindsight and his trusty sidekicks, shoulda, woulda, and coulda. <laughs> you know, Stephanie, I did now, and I, I really do want you to like me. This is why I dug out this old referee shirt of mine, because I know referees are meant to have some kind of respect. And I found this out these old medals of mine, because I know you're a tragic guys who wear gold medals. It's true. It's, it's true. true. It's true. <laughs> one, of, one of these 
Oh, one of these I won in the eighth grade, and the other one is for a pie eating contest I won two years ago. And the one in the eighth grade was for best dancer. <laughs> I couldn't quite mind that, but yeah, I, could, yeah. I couldn't help uh, the, pie the pie eating contest. <laughs> like, and one, the other one is for a pie eating contest I won two years ago. <laughs> the minute he said that, I thought to myself, did he actually have a pie eating contest? That'd be cool. <laughs> you know, so. I mean, he is getting the top ace, so maybe. So now I'm going to make it where it's going to be a six person tag team match. It'll be Aaron Kurt Angle, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H against The Rock and Leo. And then he keeps doing this, like, where he makes, like, it seems like, oh, I'm going to make a hang on something. Oh, that's not fair. I'll add this person because he did it to the right descender when he announced their match. Yeah. For some reason. But he said, actually, no, okay, that's not fair. So you're on two. I thought, who's going to get a team of them? And he says, no, you know what? Steffi, you'll have a partner against The Rock and, and Lita, but I'm going to let you make the decision <laughs> between Kurt Angle and Triple H. Have a nice day. <laughs> I can't remember if he signed up with Have a Nice Day, but I didn't know what else to do. I think he did say Have a Nice Day. <laughs> then Triple H is talking to Steffi, he's all assuming, obviously, obviously, giving me, like, you will get out there, you know, I'll take out The Rock. And yeah, he's like, well, obviously, I'm riding you, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be your partner, surely. Like, surely, we need to talk, but, oh, no, we need to talk to, you know, to Kurt. No, we don't need to talk de- tell Kurt about a damn thing. Like, no, we need to get on side with him before SummerSlam, you know. And Triple H is all just like, I don't know why I hear a bit of bloody like, Kurt Angle. She's like, she's like, you know, maybe like when I talk to Kurt, mm-hmm. like keep Kurt on side. And she's like, I know you're going to win the title. You're going to be the WWF champion again, obviously. But, you know, maybe talk to Kurt, strategize. And Triple H's like, okay, you talk to him. So say, right, right, fine, you talk to him. I'm not fucking talking to him. You talk to him. So, there we have the good fella taking on Rikishi. This comes after on Raw where Kane blatantly got himself DQ by cracking Rikishi across the head with a chair. Yeah, twice. <laughs> yes, twice. And then Tukul came out to try and save him before Kane attacked them. They were trying, right to center, try to cut them off. And then they were fended off. So then they walked in the ring, got twatted with chairs. Yeah. And then... By the sense of, you know, where like vultures are the kept saying, they've got picked up Scotty and Grandmaster have got Stevie kicks for their troubles. Yeah. And Bull, I love when they have a Stevie kick. And uh, Bull hits a, a leg drop off the top of Rikishi. But I love that they're coming down the ramp, they're halfway down the ramp, and all of a sudden, just out the, or the bottom right corner, you can see the right center come along the side bit of the ramp mm. as if they're a bit late. And in my own head, I've created my own little scenario where it's you now these three and Charles Wright has gone, right, guys, we've got this cutie attack. Too cool before they get close to the ring. I'll yeah, I'm like, oh fuck, it's our bit. Like, I'll I'll make sure everyone knows when our cue is. Are you sure, Charles? I mean, you know what happened at WrestleMania eight when you missed your cue when you were publishing. Like, no, no, I've learned from that things. I'll get it. And then time comes, he's sitting there chatting some. Oh shit, they're coming! He's sitting there, you know, sitting there going. Man, I wish I was still pimping. Oh fuck, fuck, it's my bit. Right, fucking. Bill, put that out. Don't let, don't let Vince know you're Pass it to Vince. You'll probably like it anyway. <laughs> and then he came out later on. He was talking about how they were the one who censored Rikishi. Like, his appearance is setting a bad example for our children. <laughs> how would you like it if you're Chowata with, with their butts out, rubbing them in each other's faces? I told him he will either, I warned him, he would have to either censor his butt or we would kick it. <laughs> and then Foley comes out basically make and makes a six person tag a uh, six man tag match for SummerSlam. Then Gigi start there's a problem at the top of the ramp on the great RTC goes, 
How are you guys to say you're gonna censor Rikishin? <laughs> Let me back this up and show you what you're gonna be face to face with at SummerSlam. And he proceeds to moon them. Yes, yeah, so it flashes his eyes. With his gigantic intent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, You know, I got some friends of mine I want to introduce you to. And like, the commentator, I'll assume it's too good. Oh, yeah. I, I thought there, it was going to be too like, cool. I bet there's some there's two really cool friends. Uh, uh, <laughs> I see why I did that. I see why you're funny. But Godfather, I think you know them pretty well. And then the Godfather's old music kits. I know, and his old Titan Tron. Yeah, and then Victoria and the other one. Yeah, and Victoria and Tallard one. Yeah, come out and they come out. And Keisha wants to do this entrance when he's one doing, but it takes a bit long. So Because by the time you, you, they hook hands... Godfather's belayed half. Like, <laughs> no. Oh shit, now need a fight. Right? Like, cut my head. <laughs> they start fighting. RTC immediately try and close in the hose and trying to censor them. Then to, to go like, no, you get away from these, not at all prostitutes, we can't say that word on television. You get away from these easy women. <laughs> yes. Or this easy woman and soon to be Victoria. Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, she's got a future. She has a name now. But Rikishi gets a quick win over the Godfather. Literally, it was less than a minute before they did the stuff in the outside with two cold artists. It's like, we like you, good father, but we don't trust you with long matches. No, no. But Super Kick, Bonsai, they get the win. Richards tried to jump on Rikishi's back. I know, what the fuck was with that, man? Like, all of his boys were preoccupied with two cold and the Godfather and Rikishi. No, no, his boys are fucking tied up with Too Cool, getting beats for Too Cool. Mm-hmm. He decides to piggyback on the god on Rikishi, and I seen him jump, and I was like, what are you hoping today? He's just got... I figured Rikishi was just going to fucking fall and flatten him. Yeah, that would be no, easier. He just like went back, and boom, and then set him up for the fucking... Stink face. The stink face, but Bill and Goodfather fucking drag him out, and yeah. they're all like, ah, where were you? Fuck off. <laughs> It was nice to see because usually when you see right the censor at this point, we're usually fucking winning everything. And yeah. but we didn't win this one. No. <laughs> and I don't believe, and you can correct me. I don't believe right the censor in that incant- incantation anyway will last too long. No, very soon they'll add more people. But when they add their their additional members. They actually go on a, a more dominant run than people realize of actual oh, like, yeah, picking yeah, up wins. Yeah. Which I think was maybe the point. The longer they, the more longer they went on winning, the more you were meant to, to hate them. So, what was their What was their grand hall of titles? Uh, they got a women's belt and a tag belt. That's all they got. Who got the tag belts? Uh, I think it was Bill and God. And Bill and Goodfather. Like, got the tag Richard, Richard's like they they bagged up Richards having to be in the match at SummerSlam as if oh God, Richards has to you know put his money where it is. So as much as a as good as a wrestler Richards is, I think in this role he was meant more so. Wrestle occasionally, let everyone else. He was like to be the jackal. Yeah. Although you know, competent in ring. Mm-hmm. Not not like the jackal was at Survivor Series that time. You know, like you see the jackal try and throw a kick as good as the Stevie kick. Hey, the Stevie kick's vicious. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. The jackal what's, didn't do that. What's more devastating, the Stevie kick or the you fucking hit my friend's fucking chair shot? Oh, uh, you know, chair shot went one every Ask day. Ask JBL. <laughs> I don't think he can remember it yeah. that hard. You fucking hit my friend for no good reason other than the fact you're a cunt, so you can have this chair through your head. Anyway, then we get 
the Western Union Rewind, which uh, it's, just, it's just Shane in the title. Yeah, again. I skipped that. Uh, yeah. See, when I seen him raising the hardcore belt, I was like, not next match. I'm not watching that wee prick. Steal fucking Blackman's belt. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. <laughs> and I was like, nah, skip that. I'm not watching that wee prick. Uh, then we have Aaron Shane reassure you because they got the stipulation added on Raw. Or the, IC t- or the IC title would be added so whoever gets the win for their team no matter who on Val or Trish yeah, they, yeah. they get the belt because uh, it was a random match they had a warm-up match did Val and Trish we'll say Trish is not as experienced and they beat the random they thrown together team of Crash Holly and Ivory after Ivory was gra- was grabbing at Trish and then Val sneaks in and delivers a very thunderous looking blue thunder bomb yeah. to Ivory and uh, then try to try to chase them off, and then like and to basically placate Sarah so she would wait at SummerSlam. Fully added the IC title to the mix. And they're like, you know, no, no, Mama Cita, I want you, and it'll make me happy if you were the Intercontinental Champion. Like, no, Eddie, where it happens, I want you. Oh, you should be Intercontinental Champion. You know, I've tasted the Intercontinental. I want you to be Intercontinental Champion, and basically trying to act like, no, nothing, nothing will come between us. So, oh no, no. And wrestling logic, something will come between them very soon. Yeah. <laughs> And Gerald Law was really um, basically talking about which he didn't like. Them. Oh, how sick was that? No, I want you to win. I want you to win. Like, I was, I was on Jerry's side. I thought it a little sickening. Although, like, and Michael Gore they're like, oh, she's been our kind of champion. She wants Eddie to be a champion here in the WF. Like, he was European champion quite a while. Yeah. How quickly has the European tail already fallen? That we're already like acting like, oh no, we forget about that because Eddie's going after a real belt now. He's going after the Intercontinental belt now. Don't you disparage Perry? <laughs> I mean, he would have been an upper mid card legend had it not been for assaulting that guy. I mean, I don't think Perry at this point knows that he's a European champion. I don't think Perry knows much. Perry just goes in and hits things. <laughs> so then this takes us into Eddie China and Steve Blackman. What a pairing that is! I, mu- I must find that on YouTube, you know. The match where he beats up the job. Oh, I've seen them. I'm going to go on YouTube and see if I can find a reaction to it. Mm. I always find those very engaging. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, also, so they're taking on the heel team of TNA and Val. Where China accidentally leaves their other teammates to get beat down 3-on-2 because he's too preoccupied with trying to chase Trish Trash on the outside. Mm. I, I put this thing, my main note about the match before the finish with the nunchucks is this bit. I put in all caps. Can we talk about test red pants? Hey, what the fuck? I, I know. At first, like, see, as soon as he came out, I thought it was Edge. <laughs> I know, he did look very Edge, like... From the back, yeah. anyway. I think he thought, like, if I sign a certain angle, they like Edge, so if they think I'm Edge, they might do something with me. No, I, th- I thought, is that Edge? And I went, oh, it's too big to be Edge. And then he turned around and went, ah, oh, it's him. <laughs> that was it, I just ah, oh, it's him. Cool. Well, like, very careful, like, just out of nowhere, like, where the fuck do these bright red pants suddenly come from? They do not, they do not work with Tesla. He needs to be in... Black. I think he was taking a say like, what do you think? Who do you think you are to? You're in TNA. TNA, we're black. And only black. Yes. Yeah, but I spent a lot of money on these red pants. I don't the, care how no much No one cares, Test. No one cares. Look, the pants ain't going to help your career. You're not going to get anywhere. Ever. You suck. <laughs> you're, a, you're a reasonably good wrestler, but... You ain't got no personality, man. Pretty soon they're going to be calling your fans testicles. <laughs> no one cares about you. No one's cared since your failed marriage. Oh, well, can you call it a failed marriage? Or a failed <laughs> wedding ceremony. Because no, you can't call it a failed marriage if there was no marriage officially yet. Yeah. But Maybe you should have married Billy or Chuck. <laughs> we'd, have, we'd have been more faithful to him. But Bully is backstage because Shane's showing what with the hardcore belt watching it. He's like, hey... 
don't even think about interfering in this match, or in fact, any other matches tonight, because uh, if you do, I'll make your hardcore title match tonight, so uh, no interfering. Yeah. And it works, because you don't see Shane again. It's great. It's so great not to have to see him, or hear him, or look at him, or... God, he's a cunt. Jaina sends uh, Val Venus over the Toro, and then sees Trish sneaking up on, I think it's Eddie... I the, know, right? For, Looking for, for the slowest sneak attack of all time. I think she was thinking that Trent, that China would be right on her, and like China's not here yet. I'm gonna sneak up on you. I can't actually hit him. I need China. Where's China? It's like a. It was like a cartoon sneak up. Be very quiet. I'm hunting Eddie Guerrero. Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting faces. <laughs> Douche. <laughs> anyway, uh, but, uh, China. Curse you, pesky China. <laughs> China stops her, and then Tess grabs the uh, Tess grabs the ninja. He goes to hit Valvius with them. Val ducks. He gets hit. Well, he goes to hit Eddie with them. I oh, hit Eddie one, but then accidentally hits Val. Well, no, yeah. it's, no, he goes to hit. No, Eddie. You can hit Eddie inside, but it's Blackman's in the ring. So he, no, he goes to hit ring. Blackman and fucking hits Tess. Right. Uh, Albert. One of them. Right. One of them, yeah. Uh, I'll, 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 then super kick from Blackman. Anyway, the point is that Steve Blackman got the win. Yes, he did. Team. And we didn't have to listen to Mama Sita. Hmm. You know, because I know the rule. Whoever gets the pin, their music is played. And then, you know, I'm, I'm starting. Eddie and China were starting to grow on me at this point. And, well, don't get that. <laughs> but to be honest with you, I never liked their stupid music. Their Mama Sita pitch. I thought it was annoying. So they hear the, the music of the lethal weapon. Hmm. Yeah, because that guy was just... Damn, he should have been further up the card, man. The lethal weapon was fucking money. So then we go back to the car and go back to tell Steph, like, you know, Triple H, he's got some real anger man issues. I told you last week, you should get him classes. You really should consider getting him anger man classes. <laughs> and then basically says, like, you shouldn't team with a high, you should do what's best for the match. You should team with me and, she'll, and then, like, I'll, I'll talk to Triple H, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll talk to him, alright, shush. And then, wait before we go to commercial, we got Taz yelling at a oh, spray-painted no. car. Fucking prick. What? He's sitting there and he's, he's the king's there and then they're like, oh, is that Taz in the parking lot? And yeah. Taz is in the parking lot spraying this white car. And he's right. like, spraying like, like just another victim. Just another victim, thug life, 13, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And he's like, hey, hey, Lawler, Lawler, you see this? You like this? Hey, funny man, you think this is funny? And he's like, Jerry's like, well, not, that's my rental car. I'm not too bothered. I mean, the people who, who, who I rented from are going to be bothered, but I don't know. He's like, okay, well, hey, look at this. Look at this. He opens the door and fucking old Jim Ross is in the fucking car. And I'm like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. And I, when I watched it, I was about to get really, really angry uh-huh. because I thought he was going to actually physically... <laughs> put his hands on fucking good old JR man I was like you fucking better not cunt I'll fucking come through this TV and kick you right in the balls <laughs> fucking dick but no he's like fucking JR there's a smart thing that's the thing I would have done what the fucking door like I'm fucking big mental and he's like hey Lala watch this he fucking tans the car when they were baseball bat uh, fucking JR King's like nah fuck this shit and he's like going uh, after it he goes finds JR JR's got fucking cut eye and shit and he's like oh fuck is he got glass in his eye and shit and all that and then pussy boy comes running out the fucking dock tans the king a bit 
Doesn't affect the king because he's yeah. got fucking man's had fucking two strokes and a heart attack. Guy's fucking yeah, like not invincible. By point. No, but I'm just uh, being in general. Yeah. Guy's fucking invincible. He's a king, man. Mm-hmm. Long live the king. <laughs> but fucking, I'm just I'm looking forward to SummerSlam because I'll tell you one of the matches I know I've seen uh-huh. on this SummerSlam, and I know it's not one of the best fucking matches in the world. I know that, right? Mm-hmm. But just to see that prick lose. <laughs> It's worth it. It's and how he loses. Oh, that's just gravy, man. That's great. That's just great, man. Because yeah. Jr. the King. Granted, in my opinion, only Gorilla and Bobby Heenan. I grew up with Gorilla and yeah. Bobby Heenan. You know, will you be serious? <laughs> you know, will you stop? But fucking Jr. the King, man. Leggings, man. Leggings, man. <laughs> fucking. You know, and I know I haven't used that terminology on yeah. Retro Smackdown, that's just my way of saying it. I know it's Legends, but <laughs> my God, Legends, man, Legends. <laughs> but fucking, that prick <laughs> getting his just desserts at SummerSlam. Oh, I watched that shit with Popcorn, man. I was like, ah, waiting for the sweetie jar. <laughs> waiting for the sweetie jar. Boof, yeah, prick. There you go. <laughs> ah, it was good. It was good. Just, justly, justice was served. It's nice to hear you're excited about this. But you were giving this segment way too much credit when you you described it because I'm I'm sorry. I'd be a great hype man. You would. I mean, not not that it didn't make all the tad look awful, but it also didn't make him look great either. Because before it cuts to break, he's shouting, "Get out of the damn car! Get out of the car!" And then he's yelling it. Well, I think they're trying to pretend like there's some audio issues because clearly his bit must have been pre-taped. Because then, because I hope it's not live when they were doing it in the TV. Because like, like, what'd you say? You say it's your rental car, and they start talking to each other. Like, what? What? And then I think that was Taz just being a prick. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I couldn't really tell. He's so I, I would like to think he's, so. He's a bit too deadpan at times. Yeah, yeah, well. but, <laughs> but then he then walks up, and then he opens the car door as if like you didn't. You were used to you chose to yell at Jr. to open the door rather than just open it yourself, and then you let this old man just grab the door and lock himself in the car. And then Michael goes ready to present it as, oh, he's got him trapped in that car. Like, not really. JR's just sitting there trying to ignore him. Like, what do you do when people try to know you? Like, no, I'm not going to pay you any attention, Ted. I'm just going to ignore you. And then, yeah, he does the egg where he smashes him. Yeah, yeah. And then Ted's really like the big man after he chokes, tries to choke each other. Just another victim. Mm. Like, uh, but let's point at the whole thing with Taz. I think that's why he ended up fucking winning tag titles with fucking Spike. Because mm. at this point, his gimmick was just getting silly. Got that. It's getting silly now. Yeah. We feel- like, you're, you're trying to make yourself world title level material by beating up two old men. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, one of them is still an active competitor. Like, FYI, could have kicked your fucking ass even now. But... I'm a, I'm a fan of the king, man. What can I say? But but then the this whole fucking carry on, especially how the SummerSlam match went. Mm-hmm. The final fucking count on that SummerSlam match, he was never going to be in main event territory. No, never. You know, even if that had been a legit match, mm-hmm. the fact that he was penciled in to lose to the king, and I'm saying nothing against yeah. the king, right? Because the king's fucking, the king's money. Yeah. You know, Memphis, Memphis legend. Mm-hmm. But when you're losing to a commentary member, mm-hmm. you, you ain't main event and fuck all. Yeah, because you mentioned the Taz, uh, Spike Dilly thing. We covered Rumble 2 where it was on our show. Yeah, yeah. 
one of the only successful pay-per-view defences, if not the only successful defence they get in that short tag reign, him and Spike over the uh, the Dudley boys. But, yeah, because, like, Taz comes in. I've covered Taz's whole run-up at this point on the C. Mm. He comes in. He came in 99, right? Well, he, he signed in 99, but then they didn't have it. Rizzo initially started their conversations. So, JR even talks about his podcast. Uh, I think his real name is Peter... And there's something in Italian, Serafinci or something well, like that. Taz is right, really or something. Serafinci or whatever. I'm, uh, I don't know if that's how I'm pronounced. I probably butchered that name. I apologise to hey. any Italians or anything out there. You made an effort and you apologised for your effort. You've done the right thing. But basically, JR then took on a position in talent. And basically, Vince Russo was basically in a position where he didn't have any authority to be negotiating with talent. He was just yeah. a writer. So after Russo left, JR, someone, JR, over in the office, tells JR, oh, the man... No, on hold for you on this line. Like, who is it? Peter, insert name here. Like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and then they realized by that, all right, they sign them. They have, I think, Anarchy Rules 99. They have a, I think it's in like October of 99. They have a send off. Taz loses the ACW title. a three way dance, which make awesome wins. And then they keep them off TV for a while uh, because they don't actually know how to fit them in yet. They weren't quite ready for them yet. Yeah. And then he squashes his angle at, at Royal, Rumble. Royal Rumble. But by the next pay per view, He's getting beat down two on one by Prince Albert and the boss man. Even though he's like, oh, but he keeps coming back. Yeah, but he's, he's not winning it. Not winning. Then like he, he was in around the European IC scene, popping up a good weight against Angle when Angle had both belts. He's even in a triple threat with The Rock and Kurt Angle at one point. He didn't win, but like he was in there. But then even after WrestleMania with the hardcore battle royal thing, we had a couple hardcore terrible wins. He was still, by then you could see he was up and down, down, down. It's entertaining as we found points of this feud. Again, like you said, once you put there with a commentator, you're, you're pretty much done. Yeah. But something that really no one talks about, that maybe I shouldn't be looking at this as hard as I am. No, go to it, go to it. Why is JR just sitting out there in, in J.R. Lawler's rental car? Like, JR, like, I know he doesn't commentate on SmackDown, but JR and King's sake, well, that's the place well, that's, like, that's like asking the question, right? Why, in the Shawshank Redemption, when Andy Dufresne escapes, <laughs> how exactly is that Raquel Welsh poster securely fitted to the wall tightly enough to throw a stone through it? Hmm. You, that's the kind of questions you don't ask. You just enjoy the magic. The real questions would be: How did he fasten it? If he was, if he'd be, you think he'd be going out straight, so he'd have to reach behind him. He couldn't reach behind him in a space that tight. He'd, so, have, he'd have to be going backwards to do that. So. Like I say, those are questions you don't ask. You just enjoy the magic. I'm just I'm picturing this like Jr. and King have drove, driven Jake Terry's rented the car. They've driven up there, and Jr. just sits out there for the whole SmackDown tape. And maybe at that particular point, <laughs> Jr. was in there because you notice he wasn't wearing his hat. No, he maybe not. he was in Jerry's rental car looking for his hat. Maybe there you go. I found a solution. But just like the idea of like Jr. Lawler, like all right, Jr. I cracked the window for you. I'll be back in two hours after SmackDown. No, just stay put. Like he's <laughs> like he's leaving a dug in the car. Like, uh, like hey. come on, sit with JR. There's no raw yet. Yeah, JR. Yeah, <coughs> stay, stay. Good JR. Good old JR. Okay, you're gonna have your barbecue sauce. Oh yeah. Anyway, then after that we got Chris Jericho coming out to try and inject some levity into the situation. After it this. was a little levity, but when you remember it's Chris Jericho. <laughs> And you remember what Chris Jericho is now, and you go, yeah, you're not that funny, you're just old and fat. Then Jericho talks us about Chris Benoit, like, you come out here like, I want to hurt. Uh, you yeah, he, mimic, he mimics monotone, boy. I want to be that Chris Jericho. Yeah, you don't really, you keep costing me time, that's because it costs me a European tail match on Raw, yeah. and this big brawl, and like, 
You really don't understand how much I really hate you. How much I want this match at SummerSlam. This two or three falls match. I thought some visual aids. <laughs> I will fight. Chris Benoit in the ring. I can't remember what he brings this ring with. Like, the lady goes, I will fight Chris. What bet you ever remember this for? I will fight Chris Benoit on a boat. <laughs> yes, he, he does. He... I will fight Chris Benoit with a goat. <laughs> I will fight Chris Benoit while he's taking a quiz. <laughs> or fight with them all as the jackass that he is. <laughs> I can't remember what he does. Something is is something I can't remember what it was, but then he brings it with or Chris Benoit as a blushing bride. Mm. And Michael Cole is just laughing. Oh, <laughs> this is so amusing. I'm Michael Cole, and I know what funny is. Hey, yeah. respect to 2023, Ooh. Michael Cole. But yeah. at this point, respect to 2023, Michael Cole, because you understand that if it hadn't yeah. been for the leash around his neck, he would have been that way all the time. Yes. Didn't didn't you didn't you realize how happy he sounded after he had the leash taken off him? He was yes. like, right, ah. I get to talk now. <laughs> Grand. And then Ben comes in and goes, uh, Jericho, you think you're so funny. You know, I have an image of my own. You know, it makes me laugh every time I look at it. Like, don't lie, Chris. You're not capable of laughter or joy or anything like that. I'm sure he was. That would, that would, that would, make, that would require human emotion. I'm sure he had it before the 50 million chair shots to the brain. Like, this image I call... Chris Jericho passes out to the crippler crossfade and it shows Jericho passed it in the crossfade and Jericho like, that was lame. That didn't even rhyme. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, that, I think... I mean, that was almost as lame as most of my band's songs. You know, other than Judith, even though we didn't write that one, which is probably why it's better than everything else. <laughs> I didn't realise we hadn't even written that one. Yeah. God. So... The band's so shite, like, I can't even write good songs or so. I mean, I'm looking forward to this match, but I'll be honest with you. I was probably eating my lunch at this point. I tuned out. I forgot how the segment ends. They probably just they threw insults at each other. They'll be oh, back they in a threw insults at each other, and then they walked off, and it was all, you know... We'll be back to them it was, it was all just general back-and-forth tit-for-tat. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a prick. No, you're a prick. I'm going to beat you. No, I'm going to beat you. Oh, crossface. Ooh. And you're like, yeah, whatever. Fuck off. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, that was it. Like, Jericho did the thing, like, ah, I'll win it in something, something, something again. Mm. He finished it with a gain. Again. Not a loss, a gain. <laughs> anyway. You're a lot of Do you notice King had a bit of his ring gear on when he went up? He had that I on. did. He had his wrestling gear on. Right, he did that on Raw because he jumped uh, Taz when Taz arrived at the building because basically he said, oh, uh, I'm wearing my gear. I got my gear out here because you know if that guy tries to jump me again, I might as well be dressed for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> then Jerry Rod's commentary before this next match, but then Xbox about to try to apologise to Road for the bit on and then he's like, "Wait, what's that noise?" <laughs> Xbox, like, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about all the miscommunication. I'm so- I'm definitely sorry. I didn't mean to put you through a table. I'm sorry. And he's like, Road Dog's like, look. I don't, I don't care about, I don't want to hear any more stories on that. We got to worry about one thing. We got to worry about The Undertaker tonight. And then, what's that noise? And then, Undertaker on his bike, all with the fucking barreling down a corridor for some reason. He's like, yeah, I'm not goddamn way. And they're like, woo. <laughs> and we, we move aside. I fuck wondering if he's done it now. He's got to made a big mistake. I hate that song. <laughs> 
fucking hate it. No, I was annoyed by this video package he showed for the... I see video package, just two recap of Raw and then a bit of Smackdown. Asking, why, King? Why, King? Why is he doing this? I'm a monster. But why? Because well, I'm... Because one, they replayed this on Raw as well. They did. Uh, they did this on Raw, and then they did this here. And they got, spoiler alert, this is the promo package for the match at SummerSlam. Yeah. Two week, two episodes worth. And you know how, I joked about how, how much they, uh, I joked to you about how much they really rushed this together. And it's even more here because Kane does the thing with Kishi. Then Kane on Raw, then Kane fucks all. Undertaker wasn't on Raw. And Kane's not here tonight. Yeah. So they built, did all the build last week, and there was a week where they're both doing their own thing, and then a match. A match yeah. that, I'll tell you, is not very good. Are you telling the SummerSlam match? Yes. Does it suck? It sucks. Who wins it? Nobody. Nobody? It ends in a weird way. Nobody wins. I won't ask. Kane I'm... doesn't win, Undertaker win, and us as the viewing audience do not win. Yeah. But yeah. The next part makes the decision to spit on uh, the Undertaker's bike. And like, oh no, that's like spitting in the wind. Like, Why you don't want to do that? No. And then Ember Taker's on a bike. It's Baker Taker, so he's super power and Taker. And at that point, who the fuck would spit in the wind? It would just hit you in the face. That's the point. You think you don't, or the expression is you don't piss in the wind, but you know. No, you For the same reasons. That. that would be silly. It was. Uh, Taker... Basically, Eager just easily beats these two up, and I wouldn't yeah. really be that bored because they're going to well, fight at SummerSlam anyway. He hits Road Dog a bit, he hits X Pac a bit, then Road Dog walks out and leaves X Pac to get a fucking last ride. Ipso facto, one, two, three, done. Before he, Road Dog walks out, Undertaker runs in the corner, hits Road Dog, <laughs> turns around and gets a spin kick from X Pac, and I think that was take, that's the only move I could write down that I remembered Taker well, I mean, taking. The, the spin kick, which led to the X Pac being thrown, not into, but. Onto the top turnbuckle. Hmm. But then like, he gets hit and Taker's like, oh well, that's my one designated bump. Now it's time to beat people up again. And then, like I said, yeah, Rodal walks out, choke slam, last, last right. Oops. Done. And Taker's like, wait, that's the, I'll see you at SummerSlam for another shit match. <laughs> this is why I talk about short-haired Taker being best biker Taker, because this Taker, so far, I think we can agree, has been shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This shit. taker has like minute long matches or else gets beat up by his brother. Then we have a thing with Stephanie and Triple H. It's like, oh, you know, I talked to Kurt, he made some good points. Oh, he, oh, he could made some good points. Why do you have a word to Kurt Angle? <laughs> we'll come back to that. Now we have that European title that, you know, they've already seemingly forgotten oh, that yeah, Eddie yeah. Perry Sarah and Al Snow, Perry and he skank him out. Oh, this is she, she does the best to come out and make sure everybody can see her nipples. This is really just to set up that match with Terry and the Cat because like they show they show what happened with Rikishi stink facing and then Teddy. they show uh, Terry stink facing the cat at WWF New York. Yeah, she was there promoting the fact she's on TV guide. She got stink faced so much she's wearing her black wig again because she's already down here. She gets stink faced so much her wig comes off. Yeah, yeah, and then. Spoiler, I mean, spoiler that's alert. terrible. I mean, she might have caught a disease from that. But then, it's a, it's not just a stink face match. It's a thong stink face match. We really knew how to push the female talent back then, didn't we? I mean... And I, I use the term talent loosely because only a few of them were actual wrestling talent. Let's see. And these two were not what, any of them. Lita could wrestle. Trish could wrestle. Jacqueline could wrestle. 
Jazz could wrestle. I think Terry's come in and he said, I didn't want to wrestle. I didn't have any interest in learning wrestling because I didn't sign in to be a, a wrestler. No, I just I just signed up to be a side of ring skank. I said, I said, no, to be a manager for my husband. And then I was just giving other things and I had to go with it. Not knows how that works, she said, but she basically said, no, to be a manager. Yeah, but then she wasn't a manager because she she wasn't his husband. Uh, she wasn't his, his husband. She wasn't his husband anymore. All right. I will own it. No judgment from me. But yeah, basically, this is saying the fact that Perry's going to be in Terry's corner and Al, for some reason, ends up being in the cat's corner at uh, SummerSlam for. Because reasons. she needed a guy to be there. For reasons. That's how far the European title was fallen. But that, that match, like you say, Perry's there, Al's there. Not a lot of note happens. I mean, Al misses three times with the head trying to hit Perry. And then, po- he, then he finally gets Perry, and then he decides to put Perry's European title on because he figures, well, I'm never actually going to win it. So and Then he, he does the fun bit at the start where he's beating up, he, 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 he knocks Perry down, Perry's back up, he hits an arm drag, and Perry's getting back up. All the while, Perry's holding the European title. I know, he right? Like, here, put it down, like, or hit him with it. No, like, do the thing you're supposed to do when you get tossed like that, like, let go of your belt, go yeah. like... Oh no, I've been hit. Don't oh, no. fucking hold on to it like a mug. It makes the segment look a little shit. Anyway, Al goes outside, chases Terry uh, before she can interfere, and then Perry dives off the outside onto Al, which was actually a decent move. And then, I'm not happy with how I wrote this. Uh, Perry attracts the ref while Terry feels to give Al head. <laughs> I'm using it in the way that they want us to use it because obviously. She grabs head a mannequin and tries to hit it all with it, but she fails and takes the takes the best, biggest bump she would ever take in her career. Yeah. She gets thrown to the outside back, and then Perry's like, "Don't mess with my woman," even though we not just specified our relationship. Trips him up, rings a Saturn, and Al taps out. I like that ring of Saturn. I absolutely like the ring of Saturn. Not much of a match. No, it was a match in the loosest sense of the terminology. <laughs> very, very loose sense of. But uh, then we have a six-man tag team match. Oh, goody. Which is Christian Edge <laughs> and Benoit against Eric on the Hardys. And Edge is like, Unfortunately, to all our fans here in New Orleans... There will be no more five-second pauses. Until after SummerSlam, when we retain our titles, where we will give a very special... 37-second pause. <laughs> we, after the tables, liars and chairs, oh my, <laughs> match... <laughs> I love that they got the oh my over. Like, Tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh, oh my. <laughs> so, my gets worked over for a little bit until he can get a DT on Edge. Then, a point later, when Edge tries to bring a chair in the wrist back, but uh, Matt leans over so, Edge, so Jeff can leap over his face and drop kick the chair into Edge's face. So I thought that was mm, cool. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, Edge gets hit with a line salt by Jericho, which very quick one, but then it's all about what happens afterwards because. Then Matt brings the ladder and then spins it around, edge ducks, Christian's got a chair, hits the chair into the ladder, into Matt's face. Yeah, that really took him out. And then they all start brawling, uh, Dudley's come out, they set a table up in the ring, and then Jeff hits a dive off the turnbuckle to the outside, Matt says, I can go one better, because it's up the ladder, and hits his own dive to the outside. Yeah. And then Jericho and Ben were fighting, they go up to the top rope, they're both fighting, and then they both knock each other off, so they both go through the table that had been previously set, set up. Which... Really, it wasn't, didn't seem like they, either of them had actually fallen. It was a case of like, you ready? You ready? Okay, take it up. Table. <laughs> you know, I wasn't expecting them to go through the table, so fair enough. 
And we went through it. It was good. It was all gravy. Yes, all gravy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephanie, I set her up for place because he gets very nervous. He's like, what are you doing talking to my wife? Like, I was just thinking what's best for the match. You know, like, well, I don't want you talking to my wife. And she's like, guys, stop it. You know what? This is my decision to make. Or, or there's a bit where she he said where she interrupts him. Like, which includes, there's actually a bit where she interrupts completely. Like, my wife doesn't make the decision. I'm decision. Like, oh really? Well, that's, this is my decision, Hunter. And I'm gonna, I uh, I'm gonna flip a coin. <laughs> I'm gonna flip a coin to walks in and like, she's not serious, is she? <laughs> she? She can't be serious. She is. She's going to flip a coin. And then there's a shot of WF New York where Cole Eagle said there was a press conference there today with the XFL and it's their eight starting teams mm-hmm. for the upcoming season. I'll be honest with you, the, the team names and the helmets did look cool. I wrote down, I paused every time they flashed up. Oh. Can you play it? So it flashed up very quickly. I paused, I wrote down every single name. Well, go on then. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what ones I remember from the graphic. I'll, I'll, write, I'll, write, I'll read them out and you can tell me which are your favourites. Which I, I was just the name, but one immediately becomes your favourite. The, the Los Angeles Extreme. An X, obviously. Yeah, that's gay. Because <laughs> well, I would expect nothing less from the team, from the football league called The Excitement. No, Extreme Football League, sorry, with an X, because there, yeah. there was also an XWF wrestling company briefly, with the X stood for Excitement, which, which oh, people loosely use the word Extreme. Alright, number two, the San Jose Demons. They sound cool. The Las Vegas Outlaws. They sound gay. The Memphis Maniacs. I remember that one, I remember the graphic, I thought they were kind of cool. Maniacs spelled M-E-N-I-A-X. Maniacs. So mania with an X at the end. So they have to get the X in every fucking chance they get. Right. The Chicago Enforcers. Okay, that sounds more like a baseball team, but Pretty whatever. Much. The Orlando Rage. Just Rage. All caps. Yeah, that's gay. The Birmingham Bolts, as in Birmingham, Alabama. The Birmingham Bolts. Aye. That one at least sounds like it could be a real team name. And the New York plus New Jersey Hitmen. What was that one with the Maniacs? Uh, Memphis. Yeah, that sounded alright. And uh, the, the Demons. Yeah, San Jose. So two of them out of eight. Yeah. Sound alright. <laughs> so, but we all looked cool. I love how I had to specify Birmingham, Alabama. So all these teams from across, seven teams from across America. And also Birmingham, England have got a team, even though we're a country not known for this style of football. Yeah. Just got me. We're from Birmingham. We're going to join the XFL, we're really excited. Maybe Reg and Butch could have joined. We're going to batter you. We're going to have a game in the XFL. We're going to put on banger after banger after banger. Oh no, the XFL's been cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> XFL sucked. Oh, my also main note is the fact didn't, that... Doesn't The Rock on that now? He does. The main, my main note was the fact that the music, the royalty-free music they would hear, the instrumental at least, would be a music they'd add lyrics to later on and would use it for Ezekiel Jackson years later. Wow. This, this was Ezekiel Jackson's music they were using for this. They would add such lyrics. I found the lyrics to Ezekiel Jackson's entry. Oh, great. <laughs> was like such the same lyrics as, <clears throat> this here, what you call domination. It's a combination of skill and concentration. So rise to the occasion. Do something amazing. Anything that I do, I dominate it. Including being shit and being the last ECW champion. Yeah, and you didn't really achieve much, did you, Ezekiel? Because being the last EC 
champion under the WWE, man, I really want anything to shout about. I mean, Christ's sake. Fucking John Morrison only got it by default. Yeah. And we're not going to go into why, but he got it by default. I don't mind John Morrison as he's the champion. I know it's not exactly extreme, but you know. No, but I'm saying, like, he was not the original pick to win it. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Which is why I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the Raw package. You know, Rock, you're about to get me a match, but you're not even entirely sure who you're going to be facing in this tag team match. And then Rock's like, you know, Stephanie, it's quite, quite funny that we're here in the Big Easy. Because, quite frankly, Stephanie, that's what you are. The Big Easy. <laughs> and as confident as the Rock, sure as the Rock is that she's a $2 skate. And that this ugly, ugly piece of crap here is a hermaphrodite. <laughs> the Rock is going to walk in when, with their candy asses. They're going to walk into SummerSlam, the WWF champion, and walk out. The World Wrestling Federation champion. If you smile, what the rock is cooking? Blah 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 blah. Yeah, blah 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 blah. So Stephanie, I can't believe he's being so cruel to Kevin Kelly. Well, I like Kevin Kelly. <laughs> I like Kevin Kelly also. He was all oh, he and Budgie. He, I tell you, he's also the English commentary for New Japan. He, yeah. he and his commentary part at the Fist of the Pitch Black match the other day. Cunts. Not, not, not the fact. Not Bray Wyatt. It is in like the idea of the. Brand integration with wrestling matches, basically the idea of Mountain Dew sponsoring a wrestling match. It's all right, Lynn. But like, because like, there's a group. What's your tone, you hermaphrodite? There's a group called the House to Torture, and they they're a subgroup of bullets of their shit. The, the, the lights went out right for their entrance, and it was all dark in the arena. And then Chris Charlton, that's the that's his buddy. His buddy, he's English, and he actually speaks out as he translates the promos. He's like, "Frick, Kevin, get the Mountain Dew." Frick. Kevin starts pissing himself laughing. Frick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have Leb know that WWE made a cool mill for that. Yes. The expense of a match. Anyway. Do you know, on a quick caveat, by the way, mm-hmm. I went and read a thing mm-hmm. that if WWE sale does eventually go through, uh-huh. Vince is likely to earn close to three billion, right? Uh-huh. Linda McMahon, who still who essentially has no association with the dub. We're still a shareholder though. She uh, she looks there in fifty mil. Oh yeah. You know how much Paul Triple H Levesque's looking yeah. to earn from the sale if it does indeed go through? <laughs> Less than nine mil. I mean, you he, would... earns, he earns eight mil in a bit. Vince earns two billion. I mean, again, most of us wouldn't sniff at eight or a bit billion. But then again, you got to remember he's married to Stephanie, who's making way more. So you bind his money, her money. And the fact they're going to be around making money off the WWE for quite a long time yeah. in their roles after it's been... Well, in his role, particularly, but she'll <laughs> make money. I think it's a shareholder and still. And be, being honest, having seen what Triple H is likely to earn if indeed the sale does go through, I'd be happy with the bet that came with the <laughs> eight million. You know what I mean? I'd yeah. be happy with the change. <laughs> you know? People, people in a common position would be happy with change. Yeah. Uh, but we, we should talk about money there. Now we should talk about... Well, we, actually, it's fitting we talk about branding and people sponsoring matches. Because now we've got the Lugs Boot of the Week. Or the, should I say, the Lugs Reboot of the Week because it looks like Reboot, like we said last I week. Wa- I watched it up until the weird computer graphic gentleman started running and I went, no, nah, next match. Like, I, 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 so I what was it repeating anyway? I don't, I, I don't like that. The Lugs Reboot of the Week because we joked last week it looks like Reboot. But uh, it's not even a bit. Half the time it's not even a bit. It's just Angle hitting Triple H with a women's title. Sure, it's just Pesh, Aye. 
Also, Angle wins the coin flip because he was hit. Triple H was heads, he was tails. Come comes up tails. Yeah. And so, uh, and the yeah, this fucking Triple H is turning away from. Him. He's like, yeah, let's get it round you. Triple H watches for on, on a monitor backstage while Lee and Angle. The, Angle, Angle, Lee and Triple H, nah, Lee and Rock start off the match. Lee's music. Uh, to mention this point, it's not the music we come to know as you wouldn't get that thing until 2002 because it is featured on the uh, forcible entry. Yes, it is. But listen, yes, it is. She's got, she came out on Raw and she was that music and she was kind of doing like pause and doing like the Hardy's poses, but not really cover herself doing these random poses. And I remember listening to that music and thinking, this is like like music they play in the background when you're selecting your fighter in a video game. Select your fighter. You have selected Lita. <laughs> you have won the women's title. You have up you went up to a level two fighter. <laughs> I know video games, kinda. You know video games, I know video games, you probably know video games better than I know video games. Do you still play video games? Occasionally. More occasionally than say I do, which is probably like once or twice within a year. Yeah. Yeah. But then so uh, Rock and Leah came out first, and then Angle's like saving him. It waits for Angle. Angle's coming, out, and that's his pile still going off. The Rock meets him in the ramp and starts, starts doing punches. <laughs> no, no. Also, I'm getting sick of writing in my notes. Fight starts on ramp. I know, I know. Like at least let it get to the goddamn ring. Please stop making me repeat myself. Cause it sounds like I'm just throwing that in his place. All like no, this, it all actually happened. But she's what happened. They started fighting on the ramp. Don't blame me for the rep- repetition. Aye. Sick. I'm repeating the fact that they're repeating something. I'm saying it because they keep doing it. Aye. Cunts. <laughs> there you go. So, these are things. Leah hits a hurricane runner on Stephanie. It's one of our main moves because the rest of it she pretty much spends on the apron. Yeah. Stephanie interrupts the rock doing a shark share. I assume doing a green screw holy going, that's not how you swing. Like, that's not how you do oh, a shark shit. That's Stephanie going up to him, grabbing with him, going, Rock man, what? You can't do it, alright? Just stop trying. That's not how you do a sharpshooter. That's not how you wing. Ah. Ah. <laughs> with the wing, wing, wing. With the sharpshooter with the legs, then you cross over in the face. That's not how you do a sharpshooter. how you shoot. Uh. Bah! <laughs> and then Angle gets outstripped in a Stephanie on the apron by the road, and... Hits her face on the ring set and then floats backward. Yeah. As she, you pointed out, she you, really desperately hurt the palms of her hands. Douche, and falls back like, "Oh, I have, I have hurt myself." I've got, I've got to admit, that's a pretty delicate lady. If hitting herself on the hands knocks her out, yeah. And then it comes uh, Triple H to carry her to the back, like, "Give me some help!" I can't damn it, and he's carrying her back while the rocks beat, continues to beat down Angle on the ring. I know this see Triple H walking away, but doesn't do anything. He just stays fighting the rock on his own. And then Triple H doesn't take her back to the locker room. I thought it was locker room. And then I realised, like, that's a couch in the middle of the hallway. Yeah. You can see a big door. It's a hall couch. Yeah, right in the middle. Like, one, where did this couch come from? And two, why why here? Why did you say here? And the EMTs are looking at her. She's like, oh, funny, they're threatening her torch in her eye. Like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go help her. I'm going to. And he goes out to the room, like, you, you take care of her. I'll kick you off your asses. Yeah. Then Triple H comes out the ramp. Now, bear in mind, Triple H is not in this match, right? No, he is not. So The Rock and Angle walk up to the ramp fighting as you hear Angle going, rather than Kevin going, come on, come on, look, come on, don't go away, come on, come back, come back to the ring. 
up, don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> and no, then Trouble and Trouble don't comes come back. Trouble H comes out, starts beating up Rock, beats him all the way down the ramp, and he and Angle finds the bits him. Earl Henry does nothing and we're hands with DQ. Oh, of but, course. But the minute Triple H shoves Earl Henry, he's like, oh no, I can't have that. DQ, DQ. Yeah. Well, he touched him, didn't he? And then Leah just stuns there on the apron, like, what the hell, guys? And they're being down being the rock. And then Triple H grabs her, throws her in the ring, and she's, she's carrying away from them. And then the Hardy also had to come down and help make the save. Well, of course. Mm-hmm. And then the Rock comes back. Angle gets knocked out of the ring, and then he comes goes to come back in. The Rock's like, "Okay, come on, just bring it." And then Angle, nah. Angle goes away. They get punches all for Triple H. Rock bottom people's elbow. I legit thought they were gonna have Lita do a insult on Triple H, but sad we didn't get that. No, we didn't get that. Then Angle goes back to you. This is why I remember from this episode when going. I knew having this episode before we watched it, and it's why I remember most. One of the most I remember most from this whole Triple H Angle Stephanie storyline. Or angles back to you, like, Stephanie, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it, like, it's okay. No, I care about you, Stephanie, like, I care about you, no, you don't know how much I care. And, like, then, he, and then he hogs her. Like, he picks her up, if we were about to leave, she may have a concussion if she's hit her head. Ugh. Like, you're fo- don't force somebody no, up. No, it's fine, she only hit her hands. Yeah, but like, in kayfabe, <laughs> don't force somebody up from a, that position. Like, no, he lifts her up and he hugs her, and then he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then he fucking, like, dirty, dirty, dirty. Bastard. Aye. Fucking Winchie's his supposed friend. Well, his associate. Yeah. Well, they, but, that, they keep saying they're just friends. But he Winchie's his mate's bud. Uh, well, he and Triple H aren't mates. She's his mate, and but she is a married woman. And, yeah, and he winched her. Like, while, she's, while she's all unconscious, because literally it's, they do the whole thing where she's fighting off. Then it looks like, oh, she's rich, she's into it. Then literally as soon as they start kissing, she has that look on her face like, oh, God, no. Aye, because she knows what she's done. She's a fucking Jezebel and all we are carry on that sleazy medal winning fuck. <laughs> I'll find you Winfield, you're that goddamn Jezebel. Aye, well, fucking that fucking Jezebel bitch and that sleazy medal winning fuck. The fucking cre- poor Triple H. Le- the creepy. The le- betrayal. The creepy look on uh, on Angle's face, that weird smell he pulls after Aye, he's, he's, he's like that. But you wouldn't even know why you know about it. Bono. <laughs> I can win an Argo medal when the pole vaulting I've got to the direction right now. Yes. <laughs> we, 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 really very the, fair. Very apt. Really the biggest pair of is the cameraman who gets right in close as well, like Don't bugger off, mate. Don't be filming somebody winching another man's missus. Getting a close up of the camera and rubbing his nipple at the same time. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's got really weird. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I get. I've had four cans of lager, so. I've been saying it for weeks now. At least one week. And I'll say it again here, so that makes it two. <laughs> That's weeks. Plural. Yes. Triple H is the baby face. No matter how many times you chant asshole and how many times he, he tries to. He threatens I never to chanted beat asshole. No, no, but like. I was saying boo words. Every time yeah. he tries to threat, threaten to beat up Leah and everything. He is the baby face in this feud. Because Angle's a dick. Lita, it, no, Stephanie is blind to this. Stephanie's a fucking Jezebel. Mm-hmm. She's playing the fucking kid. Like, see, and it might be because of the four cans at the minute, but I'll tell you something. Uh-huh. See, when, came to, when, when Mick gave her the choice between uh-huh. a man uh-huh. and that metal worm cunt, 
Well, there's only one option. And your man. And also, Angle on Raw. Was it Raw? Aye, on Raw this week, he, he threatened to leave at one point after the tag match because he felt, because the way Triple H kind of brushed him off for leaving him. And he goes, leave it. He did the whole thing. And that was go. And I was like, and definitely actually encouraged him this time to stay. Like, no, you are one that I want you here. Girl, I want. So Kurt is getting all these mixed messages in his mind. I'm not blaming. No, no, not he, to blame anybody. But he is looking for these mixed messages. Yes, just, just so he can be a sleazebag. Yes. When she's a bird, Jezebel she may be. Yes. When she's a bird, when she's got a in the quotations, concussion. Yes, you know tractor beam. <laughs> you know the fucking. Oh, but Kurt, Angle, Kurt Angle has a line that's also repeated in the because he and Triple H have a match. I'm forgetting it's repeated in that page, but he has a line at SummerSlam. I don't even want to. I want to say it here because I, I think it's such a such a burn and all you bastard, but I also don't want to say it. No, don't say it. Save it for SummerSlam. Oh, tell me after the recording. Yeah, right. That will make you feel better. Yeah, yeah. I know people get listen because we've been hyping, bigging up the creative changes in WWE in the last several months. I'm talking about Triple H. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. People get listen like, oh, geez, these guys are such fucking big Triple H stands. Like, fuck it, I like Triple H. Yeah, fucking fuck yes, man. Triple H is a fucking the king of kings, man. Yeah. Triple H was great in 2000. They briefly made Triple H a babyface for a while by having him against the sleeves by like Kurt Angle yeah. trying to nail his misses. I mean, all but he did come across a different year of stories that he said, oh, and the storyline was meant to ultimately culminate in Stephanie leaving him to go with Kurt. Because I don't think they were... I think they're, by this point they're still just an on-screen item, not an in-real-life item. Yeah. But like, so they, they said, oh, what if we had it that she eventually chooses Kurt, say they betray Triple H. I think which inevitably would have made Triple H the babyface officially. But then Triple H spoke up and agreed with me like, ah, but like, look at me and look at Kurt. I mean, he's a bit of a dork. I mean, who's going to buy the stuff who would leave, a dork, dork, would leave me for a dork like Kurt? And Sarah <laughs> Briscoe is apparently the one who spoke up and went, do you really think you could take Angle in a fight? Basically, because mm. Briscoe is an amateur wrestling champion these days, and he basically, more often than not, when it's someone with a Olympic or amateur background, more often than not, for a long period of time, including Angle, Gerard Briscoe was the guy who scouted them. Yeah. I think Briscoe actually may have had a, a part in scouting Chad Gable. I would be interested to see that, you know, well, like, Kurt Angle uh, and his peak of fitness... Against Triple H in his peak of fitness in an actual professional, mm-hmm. like, collegiate wrestling match. Yeah. I think Angle would handle him. Angle would take him easily. And Angle would handle him without breaking a sweat. Because mm-hmm. Triple H, for as physically powerful as he is, because uh-huh. he is a physical fucking specimen, even mm-hmm. now. Physical specimen, big, strong guy. Just don't have those skills, man. Because yeah. Angle's got... I mean... He won a gold medal with a broken frickin' neck. He skipped it quiet. <laughs> much, like, much like Chris Jericho's never brought the fact that he beat the Rock and Stone Cold in one night to become an NBA champion. He keeps telling us in a band, but you know, no, but no, no one, one cares. No one believes him. We believe him as much as Fraser's family believes he was dating a supermodel zoologist. And then, and then you see Fozzie and he goes, well, what do you think of me now? And, and I'm you like, go, I'm like, still a cunt, you're a And I'm like, Fraser, like, this is not music. No. Don't know what this is. I don't know if Chris Jericho knows what it is. I do know one definite, definitive thing. It's shite. <laughs> but, so, Kurt, yeah, definitely, I think could take Triple H, given his amateur batter, and pretty much all stories go that pretty much Triple H got, got basically uh, put in his place with that comment, but ultimately, allegedly, maybe Triple H said something to Stephanie because they were spending a lot of time together at this point. 
Because definitely was, there was a... Our, did, did he have a terrible worry of a, of a Kevin Dunn, Chris Benoit situation going on? Kevin, Sev- Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Dunn's the guy it. who does production with the big fucking teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Kevin Sullivan, yeah. Benoit situation, you know, put them in an angle yeah. and they'll start shagging. Yeah, yeah. Because, like... Because that's mean, what happened with him. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, no, if anyone's going to put an angle, it turns out to a wheel of the gym, it's going to be me, damn it. Aye, I'm the game. King Kings. Aye. But like supposedly, because like there was like a creative committee with people like Brian Gwartz, Chris Say, uh, Kresge, some other people, and people were ever changing at that point. But they, those two were the, well, some of the main ones. So if they would oversee the creative committee, and then sometimes ideas would pass along, events and art, something like, I like this, don't like this, maybe think of this, whatever. Yeah. And there was a more, and like I said, certain writers like Brian Gwartz were assigned to certain wrestlers like Gwartz would do Edge and Christian and The Rock and and that. All those creative yeah. peoples. Yeah. And. Uh, Apparently, I think he also worked with Weagle for a fair bit as well. Weagle talked about Brian because uh, they brought up Brian's bit when Weagle still do his podcast. He's doing like, yes, me and Brian, we worked together very for quite a while, so we did. Never hasn't sent me a free copy of his book yet. So, so, so I suppose that she recently also just turned down leaving Triple H for I know, allegedly, maybe because of Triple H, maybe not, maybe not. We don't know. Right. <coughs> also, talk about trying to fight Angle. You know, you've heard the stories of, of Vince McMahon trying to get into weird amateur wrestling matches with Angle and constantly getting put down. Yeah, yeah. Trying to be like, I could take him, I could get him. And uh, there are two funny stories I remember, both involving air travel. Where, like, usually on a plane, you try and get him when they're on a like, long flight. You try to tackle him in the airway, but Angle would always immediately take him down. <laughs> and Matt already tells one of these stories where he talks about how uh, he was in, there were two sections of the. Like, there was a, and they. Uh, uh, he was in the front bit with Vince, and Vince said to Matt, I need you to lure Angle to this part of the plane, so I, and I'm going to tackle him. This time, I'm going to get him. <laughs> oh, okay, but what What am I? What, what do I get out of this? Uh, damn it, I'll, I'll make sure your payoffs are bigger on live events. I don't know. Oh, I'll take that. <laughs> and then he basically comes out and goes, uh, Kurt, Kurt. He said so loudly, so Vince will hear him saying this. Kurt, can you come to the front bit of the plane, or Jeff? Now, Jeffrey has some questions about no amateur wrestling. Was he used to do a little bit in college? He has some questions for you. Which, by the way, Vince is going to try and tackle you. <laughs> and apparently, Vince was lying on one of the chairs. He went to jump it, and almost in midair, Tony turned, seen him, grabbed him in midair, and tossed him down. And he looked up and like, "Damn it, Hardy!" <laughs> <laughs> and the other story is supposedly um, once again on a plane, like Vince to try wrestle Kurt, but Kurt takes him down. And the like, kind of rustling around wakes up a sleeping Undertaker who a bit groggy just sees Kurt standing over Vince and thinks Kurt, Kurt's randomly beating up Vince and Vince and Taker just comes up behind and starts choking out Kurt Angle <laughs> and has to, and Vince has to fucking pull him off like no 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 we're just wrestling a thing we're just carrying on man chill <laughs> yeah that's SmackDown I mean I was already excited for SummerSlam so it did what it needed to yeah it, it, it added the hype. Yeah, it was just layers that, you know, I wouldn't have been bothered if they weren't added on, if I'm honest with you. Other than the, the Kurt kissing, because that's a big part yeah, of it. Yeah, that's a big-ass part of it. And, like, you know, I think a, a reasonably large part of it, too, is the whole, like, the tag match that involved Blackman. Yes. Because it was very telling. Blackman looked strong as fuck in that match, and little fuck, fuck nugget boy was told to stay the fuck out of the way. Uh-huh. You know, so there's that, and he can't weasel his way out of the fucking title match. You know, it it really harks back to me, you know, to the whole Steve Blackman thing, because, I mean, at this point, they were really pushing the guy strong. Mm-hmm. 
why did he not step up? Why the fuck did they not step him up? I don't know. Motherfuckers, man. I, I swear to God, if I ever meet Vince McMahon before the old cunt dies, if I ever meet Vince, I'll be like, what the fuck, cunt? Why the fuck did you not push a lethal weapon, you prick? So before we go on to SummerSlam, before we go on to our things we recommend and ratings and everything, uh, I'll just run down what this is where all, all the builds has been to. I'm, I'm concealing the results from Paul here on my tablet. But uh, this is what we've got looked for. We've got 10 matches look forward to this SummerSlam review. we got Right to Censor, Booby Gang and Goodfather and Team Richards taking on Too Cool and Rikishi. Although half the time it says, oh, Too Cool and Rikishi. Like, it's, no, Rikishi, I consider Rikishi part of Too Cool. Too Cool isn't just a tag team. Rikishi is no, Too Cool. Rikishi is Too Cool. you got Road Dog versus Xbox, or we reviewed on an episode of In Your Cast the second one, I believe it was, the Roadie taking on the 1 2 3 kit. Yeah, yeah. We've got Eddie and China taking on Val and Trish with an attack match with Val's Colonel title on the line. You got Steve Blackman versus Shane McMahon for the hardcore title. That match, from what I remember, is a banger. Jerry Lawler taking on Taz. A 2 or 3 falls match, uh, Benoit and Jericho. The TLC match, tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh my, the first ever one. Edge I know who wins that. Dudley Boys, the Hardy Boys. The Cat and Terry and the... I don't care who wins that. Kane and Undertaker. Now, the thing I'm finding here says it was an ODK <coughs> match. I don't remember it being announced as an ODK match or anything about it being an ODK match. Do you mean so the Kane Undertaker match? Yeah, so that's bullshit yeah. right there. Okay. And then you also got The Rock, Angle and Triple H for the WF Championship. But really there's a mini match going on there between Triple H and Angle for yeah. the affection of Stephanie McMahon. For the affection of his woman. This <laughs> woman. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. But uh, well, he's bitch. Who would who would you, well, what would you uh, recommend to people watch out of this? And where would your thumb be for the go home episode of SmackDown? Oh, my thumb for this go home episode of SmackDown would be a solid up. It was a really solid episode. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I now I struggle to pinpoint like a definitive match yeah, or yeah. point in this one. Because it was a weird episode, nothing was bad, mm-hmm. but nothing was great. Nothing was great, you know. I mean, I think, I think, and I know this is a shit, this is a prick move, but I think I'm going to leave that that call squarely in your shoulders. All right. Because I, I like to say I overly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I overly enjoyed the Steve Blackman section. I love Steve Blackman. Mm-hmm. You know, I. You know, I enjoyed the sort of so-called match between Rikishi and the, go- the good father. Uh-huh. You know, there wasn't a lot of heel wins mm-hmm. on this one. And we got to see all the major players of the time period. So, mm-hmm. you know, and it was good seeing the playback and seeing Bill Buchanan doing that massive ass leg drop way he did. I mean, that, he's another one I think was underutilized. I thought Bill was a fucking demon, man. Mm-hmm. I loved Bill. Because like the agility the guy had and the weight of him when he delivered those fucking scissor kicks, those big ass leg drops and shit, the guy was fucking like you see him do a move and you'd be like, Eesh man, that bit like hurt a bit. You know, but if I really had to pick a match, I'd probably say the six man. You know, the Hardys and then yeah. the, the fucking the Hardys and Edge and Christian yeah. and Jericho. Jericho and Benoit. Benoit. Yeah, I'd say that one, probably. Yeah, I think I'd be between that and the main event 
Take us off. Oh, yeah, we may have Well, we may have I didn't really pick because that was a little bit of a clusterfuck near the end. Well, not so much just the main match in a match, as then everything else going around around at the angles. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, like, totally. Because, like, you know, that had the whole dual joke about wrestling. It's, oh, it's a male soap opera everything. This is a very soap opera storyline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you get all of that elements of your into all that. You get to see The Rock and that. But then this would get a lot of proper action there. Chaos getting set up. For a very chaotic match and the tables are and chairs yeah, so nice. Yeah. <laughs> but I also give it a solid thumbs up as well. So we're very, very similar in our thoughts. Yeah. There's nothing there's nothing that I can think of in the negative in the last episode. Uh-huh. Not a not a thing really. Cool. Yeah. It was a, it was a it was a good it does what it says on the tin, you know what I mean? It was good, it hyped you for the SummerSlam. The little caveats, the little playbacks, the little ads were all fun, you know. Yeah, it was a good episode. Yeah. Nothing shit. But I really but the thing we're looking forward to is SummerSlab to see how everything pays off. Uh, it's a really, really one of the better pay-per-views of this year. I think I've heard a lot of people who speak very fond of this. I look forward to talking about it. We're hopefully going to have a guest on for this one while I start getting guests on for these reviews. Can you it. guess who I'm backing in SummerSlam? You really sit off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but... Make sure you tune in uh, for our SummerSlam review when it comes out. Make sure you tune in our past episodes of the Rogue Opinions, Plugins and Feet of Rogue Tomato, all the ones with Paul and the past calls I've had. Uh, all the... Other I'm the best co-host, right? Yeah. All yeah! Scott Paul Valentine Podcast is available on its own platform and this feed uh, on all good audio podcasting sites, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts, please give us a like, which is a review. And your platform is we're doing a lot of wrestling, Fraser retrospective all sorts of good shit going on over Scott and Paul who's, who's wrestling Frasier <laughs> oh, I am wounded also, also follow Rogue Opinions at Rogue Opinions on Twitter follow Scott and Paul's round podcast at SPRL and follow me at Scott and Paul's round podcast on Facebook facebook.com forward slash Rogue podcast hells yeah got some good stuff coming out on Rogue Opinions also you'll be seeing you and Paul again on the Rogue Opinions feed not on Scott and Paul not on this but on Mass Debaters. Yeah. Where he, That's fucking childish. Where he and I and Nathan will be talking about bringing weird questions to the table for us each to debate and talk about and talk absolute nonsense about. A circle jerk of epic proportions. Yeah, we're, talking, we're, answering, we're, answering, we're answering random questions and talking nonsense. So Paul was made for this kind of show. Hey, you can. Well, it's a compliment. Should I, should I be sober? I'm not, I'm probably trying to try not to be. Oh, sweet. Well, I won't be one. Well, be sober until I get there. Then be as, uns- oh, then be as unsober as you want. You spoil sport, motherfucker. Man. Well, it's, it's not fair <laughs> when you're already not sober okay, when I get there. Okay, I will stay sober until you get here. All right, is that too much to ask? No. Can I drink at least before you get here? Yeah, drink, but don't get drunk before okay, I get here. Okay, I'll only drink half the bottle of whiskey. Gah! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, stay tuned for all that. Keep up with us on social media and everything we're going to go Enjoy the rest of your day, whatever it is you're doing. And hopefully you'll enjoy SummerSlam when we when we get to it. All of that. From Paul, I've been Scott. <laughs> From Scott, I've been Paul. And I'll see you next time on the Rogue Retro interview. That's SummerSlam. Woo! Steve! Woo! There will be no stopping. Uh-huh. It's when you go harder than somebody, man. Yeah. This right here uh-huh. is domination. This here, what you call domination. It's a combination uh-huh. of skill and concentration. Yeah. So rise to the occasion, do something amazing. Cause anything that I do, I dominate it. Uh-huh. This
the skill and concentration To rise to the occasion, do something amazing Cause anything that I do, I dominate it I'm stronger, go harder, I'm a monster I conquer, dominate anything I want to My passion, my skill, my focus, my hunger Just to put it simple, I'm not Yes, I just want it more than the next guy And no, you can't do the things that I'm gonna do Real aggressive, little rough around the edges, I'm in